the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along for the uh, Monday edition of The Ride Home. It's uh, good to be here, Kath. Uh, mm-hmm. Trying to stay warm in these very cold days, aren't we? Since last night was the Super Bowl, John yeah. and Mike, I have a tradition. What's that? Today's the first day to me of hockey season. Really? That's how I've always looked at it. Yeah. Super Bowl's over. I know the hockey season has already started. Sure. But in my mind, in my reality, it starts today. So I'm wearing... I'm wearing my pen sweatshirt today. I love it. Let's go pens. Yeah. Very nice. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the conclusion of the Super Bowl last night, I yelled out in despair, oh no, no more football. Mm-hmm. And my <laughs> wife is like, thank goodness. Now, if only you would have thought to yourself, tomorrow's the day I get to wear my pen sweatshirt. See, then it would have <laughs> yeah. been. Bad. Yeah. But then from the corner, my, my one son said, but we still have hockey. So that's Amen. good news. Yeah, very good. See? Thank mm-hmm. God for hockey, right? Yeah, oh, my gosh. Hockey. I wish the pens maybe weren't five and five, but okay. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, right. hey, uh, Today is National Boy Scout Day, just for your own um, uh, own uh, knowledge. The Scout Oath, on my honor, I will do my best to do my duty to God and my country, to obey the Scout law, to help other people at all times, to keep myself physically strong, mentally awake, and morally straight. Yeah. The scout law. You do this. There we go. Okay. All right. With that under your belt, Penguin season, Super Bowl, and the scout law. Kath, as we always do to start off the show, please, the news stories today. Give us the top four at four. All right, you guys. For Monday, February 8th, 2021, number one. So it's not just here in Pennsylvania. Federal decisions to allow more people to qualify for COVID-19 vaccines have caused skyrocketing demand in multiple states, overwhelming local providers and frustrating people who want their shots. As we talked about last week here in Pennsylvania, we're dealing with crashed appointment systems, flooded phone lines and hackers. In Maryland, some counties and providers are struggling to handle newly authorized groups. In Missouri, where officials made vaccines available to first responders on Thursday and then to millions more people on Friday, one provider has 100,000 residents on a waiting list with Mm. no more doses to give. So how did this happen? According to the Wall Street Journal, the issue apparently started with the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices, who suggested on a federal level that vaccines first go to healthcare workers and then long-term care facilities with adults 75 and older, and then essential workers next. But then both President Trump and President Biden, plus governors and public health officials, decided to toss that strategy aside and instead make people 65 and older and adults with comorbidities eligible to start the two-shot vaccine regimen. So what's the end result? 
expectations and demand that far exceed the amount of available vaccine. Mm, okay. Number two, President Joe Biden expressed concern about millions of women losing their jobs and the shuttering of schools due to the pandemic, calling both part of a national emergency in the ongoing pandemic. In an interview with CBS Evening News, the president said the virus has disproportionately affected service jobs, which women were more likely to occupy than men. The recent trend has effectively erased and in some cases reversed decades of economic progress made by women in the workforce. According to USA Today, almost three million women have dropped out of the labor force since the start of COVID-19. Women are also, as you might imagine, often the primary caregivers of children and elderly relatives. Meeting the burden of care during the pandemic has fallen especially hard on women. President Biden also expressed alarm about continued school closures, which have disrupted families across the country and put millions of children at risk of falling behind in their education. A year later, some students still without Internet access. Number three. Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, former mayor of Braddock, has officially announced his bid for the U.S. Senate. The PG reports that Fetterman pitched himself as a career crusader with a 20-year track record of ideological consistency that doesn't necessarily fit, he says, into a political party. Mr. Fetterman has long been considered a potential frontrunner for the Democratic nominee in the race for U.S. Senator Pat Toomey's seat, which will be open when the Republican gives it up in 2022. And number four. Even a jaded Steeler fan like me has to acknowledge the brilliant football we saw last night from Tom Brady, who with his 31-9 win for the Tampa Bay Bucks secures him more Super Bowl victories than any NFL franchise. Oh, and he was the game's MVP too. About a year ago, there were only two teams, two teams people that were interested in Tom Brady, the Chargers and the Buccaneers. Now that sounds like absolute quackery now. Right? Seeing that Brady went 21 of 29 last night, passed for 201 yards and three touchdowns, including two to Rob Gronkowski, who two years ago was retired. A terrific defensive performance by Tampa rendered Pat Mahomes perpetually on the run. Get this stat. Mahomes set a career high with 615 yards that he traveled all across the field, like zigzagging while holding the football. Unfortunately, he was also sacked three times and threw two picks while accounting for no touchdowns, making the Chiefs the only third, only the third team in Super Bowl history who failed to get into the end zone. And congratulations to former Steeler offensive coordinator Bruce Arians, age 68, who led the Bucks to victory as the oldest head coach to win the NFL's biggest game. And that is your top four at four. Nice. Thank you, Kath. There's a lot there to unpack. Uh, as a Steeler fan, it's a painful game to watch yesterday, right? Oh. You're watching Brady and Gronk and Le'Veon Bell and <laughs> AB and I mean, Bruce Arians, one insult after another rough. truly was, yeah, it wasn't really it? Was. But, uh, I mean, it's shocking that Mahomes could not get into the end zone. Seriously. He, he was totally completely vanquished. Yeah, he was. And he I really think, was. you know, there you are. I mean, uh, Tampa Bay's defense, boom. They crushed those guys. They were all, you cannot say anything other no. than the fact that they were awesome. Yeah, they really were. So, I mean, all right. I, look, I mean, I picked it. I said, you know, I, I thought Tampa Bay was going to win here. Um, I don't think it was a surprise. Yeah, what I so saw. did Mike. Mike also said Tampa Bay yes. was going to win. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, uh, John, you said 41 to 38 Tampa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kath, you said 38 35 Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And I was ridiculed by saying 27. 
14, Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. And Mike was closest. And I was closest. closest. Yeah. yeah, you were. God bless you. Yeah. Mike, we, we salute you as the ride-home winner of we the do salute Thank you. Hey. contest. Yeah. Woo! Okay, let's... Uh, Quickly all the cash, all, all, the ca- all the cash we put in the pot, Mike, goes to you. Mm-hmm. A buck two eighty, as they say. Mm-hmm. I can retire. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you want to do one to ten? I'm ready. Okay, one to do ten. Uh, let's just quickly uh, run down this. Uh, the game itself, one to ten. Where do you stand, Calf? Uh, three. Three, Mike. On. One to ten. I give, a, I give it a six. I give it a five. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, the announcing of the game. Oh, ten. I give it an eight. Yeah, I give it an eight, too. I mean, I love Romo. He does a great job. I love Jim Nance. Yeah, Jim Nance is excellent as well. I mean, you know, okay. Um, The commercials. Uh, I'm going to say a seven. I was pretty pleased. Yeah, me too. Uh, Mike, what do you say? I'm also going to go with the seven. I like the Samuel L. Jackson and the Juju Smith commercial. That was great. I thought it was funny. It was really funny. I'm giving it a seven as well. Okay, Okay. we'll talk about those a little later on the commercials. Um, (laughs) Halftime show. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Okay, now listen. I'm I'm giving it a six and a half. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Uh I know, and I'll explain why later. Okay. All right, Mike? I give it a three. Yeah. I felt good that I didn't know who the weekend was. (laughs) Um. Because I was awfully confused before, during, yeah. and after. I'd give it a five. I mean, okay. I mean, you know, the guy certainly has undeniable talent. I mean, there's the reason he's there. But man, what a weird presentation! Oh. Yeah. Spooky train wreck. Weird. Train yeah. Wreck. Mm-hmm. Messed up. Okay, that's a quick re- recap of the Super Bowl from yesterday. We'll talk about it, of course, as the show goes on. Take a quick break, as we always do on Monday. Let's go to the White House. Greg Clarkson joins us in just a few minutes. SRN News White House correspondent Greg Clarkson is next. The ride home. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk for Word FM. WORD. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I can be your number one fan. That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO of Wesley Financial Group and timeshare cancellation advocate. I was sued by the largest timeshare company in federal court for simply helping people cancel their timeshare that they had been lied to about. The jury sized me up and came back with a verdict after only 20 minutes. And yes, I won. My husband and I are more than grateful to everyone at Wesley Financial Group. You know, thanks to Chuck and his team, we feel as though a weight has been lifted and we can move on without the worry of a troublesome timeshare. Whether you owe ten dollars to $250,000 on your timeshare, it's my mission to get you out of your timeshare, eliminate your payments, and get them off your back permanently. And we proudly hold an A-plus rating with our Better Business Bureau. Want to learn more about getting rid of your troublesome timeshare? Call Wesley Financial Group now for your free consultation. Call 800-881-4242. That's 800-881-4242. 
800-881-4242. James Brown and Bill Cower welcoming you back to the Midnight Snack Run. This is one tricky obstacle course. Uh-oh. He's eyeballing a jar of candy. That is tempting right off the start. But he pushes it away. He's approaching a plate of iced cookies. He blows right by him for the apple. Oh, the fridge. Looks like he's headed for the soda. Wait, he jukes left, grabs the water bottle. That's the way you execute a Midnight Snack Run. Stand up to cancer and rally. Want you to reduce your risk for cancer, go to takeahealthystand.org. I'm a North Hills girl, and I'm proud to serve that community that I've grown up with. Stock Family Dentistry's Dr. Megan Stock. Nobody in my family was a dentist. It was kind of this innate thing planted in my heart since about first grade. And so God leading me down this path, it's been incredible to not only see my passion come to life, but to be able to do it at home is incredible. Exceptional dentistry, compassionate care. Stock Family Dentistry. Perry Highway in Wexford. Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. Word FM and Trinity Jewelers celebrate wedding stories now through February 12th. We want to hear yours. Click the Wedding Stories banner at WordFM.com to share a funny, moving, or inspirational story of your own for a chance at great prizes. You could win dinner on us or one of our grand prizes, including a diamond necklace valued over $1,000, a $350 overnight stay at Buell Mansion, or a $250 photo storage media conversion package. Sponsored in part by Joe Ford, your financial advisor with Edward Jones and by Salem Media Group. Enter at wordfm.com slash contest. This is our news White House correspondent Greg Clugston is with us from the White House. The goings-on in the nation's capital uh, this week. Greg, we say this often. Uh, this is another historic week in D.C., is it not? Boy, it sure is. Hi, John. Hi, Kathy. Uh, it's impeachment all over again you know it's oh uh, a deja vu from last january yeah and here we are it's going to be a little it'll be a little different this time obviously different issues involved here we've got covid restrictions that are going to make you know the senate chamber look different um because of of those restrictions but here we are on the eve of impeachment it begins at 1 p.m tomorrow eastern time all right so it's a foregone conclusion that as people gather the president actually will not be impeached yeah, unless there is something that's uh, dramatically in the in the offing that nobody knows about, because as we talked about when the when the Congress, when the Senate uh, convened in early January, this new Senate, uh, you had Senator Rand Paul bring forward a measure to vote on. And he was essentially saying we need to vote as to whether or not we think this process is constitutional or not. Forty five Republicans out of the 50 said, no, it's not constitutional to move forward. So it's hard to see how those, any of those 45 would vote to convict if they think the entire process is uh, unlawful to begin with. Right. Okay. Now, if I think of things that I liked so much the first time that I want to see them again, impeachment is not on that list. (laughs) No. Uh, (laughs) However, I think we need to just make clear that the president's already been impeached the second time. So they're not voting to impeach him. They're voting to convict him. Right. right. So if they were going to convict him, um, the only punishment that he would suffer is that he would be banned from seeking further public office. Is that right? Yeah, essentially, that's going to be the case. This is because it's, you know, it's involved in the Congress and not an actual courtroom. You're right. He has been impeached by the House. So he has that mark on his on his presidency going forward. And so obviously, the Senate is looking at to convict him, essentially, to hold him truly accountable. And then moving forward, saying, no, you can't be 
involved in, in future political office. So what's interesting is we, we had the final legal briefs from both sides come out today. And essentially, the Trump lawyers were arguing several things. They were, they were first of all, just, just you know, casting aspersions on the entire process, like a lot of Republicans have done, saying that they, they called it political theater. Mm. But they also argued that they believe it is unconstitutional and that the president is, uh, is being criminalized for his speech. And I think what we're going to hear as a, as a key argument when it comes to the words that the president used at that rally on the ellipse uh, on, on January 6th, but also in his remarks after the election, you know, two months after the election leading up to that, that riot at the Capitol, the, the Trump lawyers are going to say, look, uh, it's a figure of speech to say we are going to fight the election results mm. sure. uh, and that it was not a call to physical arms as some obviously ended up doing. Right. So, Greg, can you talk about the arc of the trial? You said tomorrow it starts at 1 p.m. Uh, hard to say, you know, how long things will last, but do you think it will be days, weeks, any idea? Yeah, that's still sort of an ongoing guess from a lot of for a lot of us here in D.C., John. Um, I, the sense is that neither side really wants it to go very long. Uh, it probably will go at least a week uh, because yeah. of the parameters of of the process. So tomorrow is going to be essentially uh, an opening debate again about the constitutionality of the process that has to take place within the setting of the trial. And there will be a vote on that. And then starting on Wednesday is when the clock starts ticking on these 16 hours of debate that are granted to the sides uh, moving forward. So that's going to take you, you know, uh, with breaks and, and starting at the middle of the day and moving forward. It's, it's going to be, you know, most of the rest of this week. What's interesting is the Trump defense team has uh, asked and it's been granted that uh, the the Jewish Sabbath be observed because of members of the legal team. So there's not going to be anything past sundown on Friday until sundown Saturday. Sunday, it's possible that they could resume with another session. That's Valentine's Day. I'm sure a lot of the staffers aren't uh, too excited about that. Uh, and then you've got President's Day the next day, Monday. So moving forward, the the calendar's a little a little dicey. But a, a lot of people are thinking it'll go through this week and likely could wrap up uh, early to the middle of next week. Oh, goodness. Broadcasting live on 101.5 Word FM and 96.5 FM, also 7.30 AM WPIT, and live on Facebook. You can see Greg Clugston's face for yourself. If you log on to Facebook and go to the Ride Home with John and Kathy, give him a wave. Okay, Greg, um, well, that sounds really terrible. Um, So if we think back to a year ago, um, we kind of remind ourselves that the Senate is functioning as the jury here in this trial. And who is the Supreme Court justice that will be presiding over the events? Well, John Roberts typically would as the Chief Justice of the United States, as he did in the first Trump impeachment trial. But because the president, Donald Trump, is no longer in office, he is no longer the sitting president, uh, there's no real determination as to why the chief justice should be there. So uh, thinking is that there could be two other choices. One, that it would be the vice president uh, because the vice president serves as the president President of of the Senate. Uh, But Kamala Harris is is not interested in uh, having this be kind of on the the Biden administration with her being the face there. Right. Uh, overseeing this process. So then that goes to the Senate pro tem. And that's just the, you know, the fancy term for the senior most member of the, of the party in power. 
and that's Patrick Leahy of Vermont. Okay. He is going to be the one presiding over this. I see. So right. Patrick Leahy, uh, no spring chicken himself, apparently in some poor health. That may be a consideration as well. Yeah, in fact, he uh, he was just for precaution's sake a, a week or t- maybe ten days ago. He he had to visit the, uh, the the local hospital. He was kind of feeling faint and not feeling too good. But uh, yeah, he is obviously Senate Pro Tem means that if you're the longest serving member, uh, you're going to be in the in in the upper brackets of of the age category. And he yeah. certainly. Is he 80 years old, Greg? I th- somewhere in that ballpark. Right? Uh, I, yeah, you know, I don't have that number right yeah. in, uh, in front of me, but I think he's at least 80, yeah. He's older than okay. the president, I believe. Yes. Is good yeah. Okay, well, if he's not feeling good now, I can't imagine he's going to be a whole lot better after living through this for a week. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, our best to Pat Leahy as he tries to navigate this. We're talking to Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. All right, what about other news in the nation's capital? Where are we with uh, COVID relief? Well, you've got the House and the Senate last week started to both uh, move forward in, in, in passing votes, not on the on the final measure of, you know, a stimulus stimulus package, uh, but on the on the process and about how it's mm. going forward. And this has been, you know, typically this is of interest to most people that don't follow politics. But it's interesting because of what Joe Biden has been emphasizing in terms of unity and his desire for bipartisanship. And with a lot of Republicans essentially not signaling that they're too excited about the $1.9 trillion plan that the, that the White House is pushing, uh, Democrats don't have much choice but then now to sort of go it alone. And so mm-hmm. they're going to be going through a budget process whereby they could literally pass the bill without any, any Republican support. Now, th- this has happened before with Republicans in control in years past. So that's nothing new. But in, in, in this in this sense, and, and, and the White House gets daily questions about this, how can the president be pushing unity and bipartisanship right. when Democrats on the Hill are going full steam ahead with White House support on this? Right. And uh, not that a lot of people would you know, accept the, uh, the, the validity of the answer, but one of the answers the White House gives is, well, this process doesn't prevent Republicans from voting, meaning it's not it's not outlawing bipartisanship. Uh, but the reality is a lot of the members of the GOP simply aren't going to aren't going to sign on to it in its current form. Because if you remember uh, last week, you had those 10 Republicans who met with the met with President Biden at the White House. They had crafted their own plan, but it was about one third the size. It was nine hundred billion dollars instead of almost two trillion. And the White House said, nope, it's not big enough because the problems of the health and the economic crisis are simply too big that. Biden wants to go bold, and that's what Democrats are going to uh, try and put through Congress. See, so this is one of those things to be continued, but again, a shorter timeline. There is talk that uh, fourteen hundred dollars will find its way to people, three thousand dollars per child. Of course, as you said, Greg, all those things are in flux, and who knows when and where they'll be worked out. Those final details. Yeah, the White House says, look, um, with any piece of legislation, uh, there are going to be some tweaks and adjustments as we go along. So they're fully expecting that. One thing that the president has made absolutely clear, he is going he is insisting on the fourteen hundred dollars of those stimulus checks for individuals. Uh, Republicans had put out an idea of maybe only a thousand dollars and also not sending it to as many Americans. But the White House has been very adamant about that fourteen hundred dollar uh, stimulus, because along with the 600 that came out at the end of December, uh, that makes the $2,000 promise that Biden made on the campaign trail, and he wants to deliver on that promise. Okay. 
So let's move forward and talk about uh, Vice President Pence, former Vice President Pence. Apparently, he has a, a new job description in his life. Yeah, we all know about President Trump living in Mar-a-Lago. And of course, he's dealing with you know the impending impeachment trial this week. Uh, but not a lot has been uh, said or heard from Mike Pence either. He and his wife did take some some vacation time right after they left the White House on the 20th. Uh, but he last week it was announced that he is going to be joining the Heritage Foundation, which is a conservative think tank here in Washington, D.C. He will be uh, a distinguished fellow with the Heritage Foundation. He'll be uh, delivering some speeches. He'll be working with policy experts, essentially working on conservative movement issues that uh, have been a part of his agenda as a member of Congress, as a governor in Indiana, and also as the vice president. So that's a pretty that's a pretty logical fit for both the Heritage Foundation and Mike Pence. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the big question mark, you guys, is what are his long term plans politically? If if he does, there's there's no doubt that he uh, has has wanted to be the president of the United States. But after uh, you know serving with the Trump administration, uh, people are questioning as to whether or not that is going to perhaps damage in in the eyes of some voters his ability to move past the events of the Trump years. Right. Okay, Greg, just parenthetically, let me tell you that Mike has informed us that Pat Leahy will turn 81 in March. Ah. So maybe we could be fortunate enough to watch him celebrate his birthday in the middle of, you know, an extended impeachment. Wouldn't that be horrible? Anyway. um, Okay. Before you leave us. So last night was the Super Bowl, Greg. Um, I've had to swallow every negative thing I've ever said about Tom Brady, which is, you know, about 10,000 things. And I've had to just accept the fact that he really is every bit as great as everybody says he is. It's been a hard day emotionally for me. How about you? I I think you and I are on the same path. Mm -hmm. Um, Really? Before the game, for me, it was, uh, you know, ABB, anybody but Tom, anybody right. but Brady, maybe mm-hmm. whatever. It is. And then now it's too much Tom Brady, TMTB. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there's no doubt he is gifted. He is successful. Yeah. I'm not in the fan camp, as no. uh, you aren't either. And mm-hmm. uh, I'll be happy to see somebody else win it next year. Right. Mm-hmm. No, it's hard to be a fan. I mean, you know, unless you're a New England Patriots fan. But you just- mean because he's a cheater? I'm sorry. See, I just went back. See, I said I wouldn't, but then I did. I think you just need to just, you know, for your birthday this year, I'm going to get you the Tom Brady cookbook. Get out of here. Forget it. it. Greg, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for your eye on Washington, D.C. and for sharing your knowledge here on the show. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. Great to see you, Greg. Greg Clugston, SRN News, White House correspondent. Information about Greg at wordfm.com. Football is a game, but love isn't. So don't forget to pick up a heart-shaped box of Russell Stover chocolates this Valentine's Day and prove to her that football was just a fleeting fantasy. And she is your number one. Make happy this Valentine's Day with Russell Stover. In 1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet. And she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. 
This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance or help you with the cash out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park, Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1335. Rack number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. What if I told you you could save a baby's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother who is abortion-minded the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. And a $15,000 gift will provide an ultrasound machine that will save lives for years to come. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a phone call or click away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or give online, preborn.org slash radio. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secklerlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying play the word Pittsburgh and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. Occasional snow tonight into tomorrow, accumulating one to three inches. That'll make untreated roads and sidewalks slippery. We'll see a low tonight of 22. Then tomorrow afternoon, we'll have lingering clouds and flurries with a high of 30. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy. Watch for icy spots, low 15. Cloudy and cold Wednesday, high 26, with snow again later Wednesday into Thursday. Expect few to several inches of accumulation. With your Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. You know, in this internet age, you have these moments where you're watching something and you know you shouldn't be, you can't. You can't peel your eyes away, even though it's like, oh, what the heck is going on? And and that's what I felt about yesterday's halftime show. To be honest, no, I I confessed this last weekend or last week on the show. I did not have a clue who the weekend was. I was reading an article about that was Friday. You confessed that. Right. So I'm reading an article about, you know, the the halftime show and, you know, the weekend, you know, I'm thinking, well, yeah, it is the weekend. The Super Bowl will be the weekend. But when is, you know, who is the person doing the show in the weekend? And then I realized like halfway through the article, oh, the weekend is the person doing the halftime show. <laughs> yeah. Which, quite honestly, after viewing the halftime show, I didn't feel bad at all about not knowing who the guy was. Right. What's your take on the show? Uh, well, I have to say that, you know, visually, I thought it was interesting like I, I really like the different angles. I like the cityscape thing that they did. Um, I I really like that, especially because they couldn't have the numbers of people involved because of COVID. So they were being kind of creative about that. So I like the set. The only thing that I just really despised 
where who were all the masked guys marching on the field with like the like like the last thing we need in the COVID era is seeing more people with their faces covered right like I, the more more dehumanization of humans was, it, what what was the purpose of that it made me anxious I believe I dreamt about it last night at some point <laughs> and what was the thing where he was running down the hallway uh, what, what was that all about what it was it was like he was backstage I don't the, whole the other thing, thing just that was me... weird about it is like two of his biggest songs he didn't he only did little snippets of, which I thought was weird. I, I wouldn't know his biggest songs from his littlest songs, to be Mike, honest. Mike, what did you think? Um, I wasn't gonna watch it at first, um, because I have a four year old and you know what happened with the last few <laughs> Super Bowls. But anyway. Yeah, you gotta take care of things. Yeah. yeah. So uh I put him to bed and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna turn it back on. I so I turned Good it on. You. And I saw this weird silhouette of, like, it almost looked like it was, like, a Jesus, uh, like, f- figure, imagery. like, imagery. Of, like, it was, like, draping down. I'm like, what the heck? And I was like, this is weird. So I shut it off. I was like, I don't know. Maybe maybe there's another another artist he's going to uh, feature. So I turned mm-hmm. it back on, and <laughs> that was when I saw the, the guys that, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not gonna lie. It looked like there are like a whole bunch of people with jock straps on their heads. <laughs> That's white right. things. Yeah. I was like, what That's the heck point. is that? Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, okay, well, I'm done. I'm, I'm shutting that off. So yeah. I didn't watch the rest of it. It was weird. Okay. Okay. But here's some pluses. There were no scantily clad women. That's true. Parading themselves around, you know, so that you know, kind of giving off the impression that women are only good for what they look like. So that was a plus. Um, now the fact that they were replaced by the like faceless, like you know, surgical gauze men. I don't know if that was a real step forward, but. I mean, we live in such an anxious age anyway. So all of a sudden the Super Bowl halftime show became really anxious for a lot. I I thought they should have like, you know, you know, the woke thing. This is a trigger warning in just in case. Right. Put your wings down and step away. Up until the point of the, of the gauze head men. You were good. I I was okay. I mean, it wasn't good, but I was okay with it. That's then I kind of dropped off. You know what I read? I read that he spent the weekend. Mm Mm-hmm. The weekend spent $7 million yes. of his own money. I heard that. Wow. Okay, so I was thinking, so I know they don't get paid, but I thought that the Super Bowl handled production the set. Costs. Yes, did, but I guess that's not true. I don't know. No, I read that last week as well. They cover production costs and travel expenses. Well, then if, if they cover production costs, what the heck did he spend $7 million Well, on? maybe all those guys and the, the things on their head and the red jackets, <laughs> that was $7 million plus or whatever. I don't know. Well, that was not money well spent. Right. Oh, Apparently, it was co-produced by uh, Jay-Z, mm-hmm. the whole entire halftime show. It was, really? Yeah. Well, right. maybe they had to pay him, which well, is good because Jay-Z's probably, probably getting yeah. really I mean, hard up for you know, cash. Somebody had to have the idea, put it in motion, and you know there was all this. Oh, that's a lot of money to produce something like that. Anyway, so let's hope that the weekend gets like a, a big jump in, in record sales today. I mean, and- do, we, do we wish that? No. Yeah, of course you do. I don't want do any wish anybody ill will yeah. that they, you know, look. I mean, maybe if we looked more closely show. at his lyrics, we might not really yeah, want that. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, I <laughs> didn't listen to the really lyrics. Weird. I was too traumatized by everybody else running down the hallway. <laughs> like, I was like, I wanted to run too. I, where are we going? Let's go. Just made you anxious. All right. Let's take a quick break. Come back. No one loved Jesus. No one, no one loved himself like Jesus. It's a really interesting uh, perspective. We'll talk about that next. The Ride Home. It's Brooks Christian Talk, Word FM.
101.5 WORD. There are three ways of dealing with the Bible, especially when you come to a passage that you don't quite agree with or understand. The first tactic is to pick and choose what you want to believe. The second is to remain ignorant of what the Bible has to say at all. The third is to dig into the Word and try to understand all of it, whether or not you like what it has to say. Well, if you fall into that last category or would like to, please join us this week on Through the Bible Radio. This evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. It's cold February. Snow, darkness, and a pandemic. I don't know about you, but I've got friends who are very optimistic because months ago they had their seed catalog show. And now they've ordered seeds waiting daily for the postman to deliver a package so they could take those tiny seeds and plant them in the black dirt, waiting for the green sprout to shoot upwards with the arrival of spring. Spring is also the time people are buying houses. And so maybe that's you anticipating to sprout forward with new growth in the spring. For your mortgage, talk to United Faith Mortgage, faith and family at their core, The small family team allows them to give personal one-on-one service. The direct lender advantage is the big thing. United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp. Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Paid for by Protect My Car. Restrictions may apply. Plans and costs for coverage may vary. Call for details. Yo, where's your car? Man, my engine blew, and I can't afford to get it fixed. So no car for me. Oh, man. That's why I got me an extended service plan. That way, that blown engine would have cost you nothing to repair. Hold up. You're saying if I had gotten that plan before my engine blew, I could have got it fixed and paid nothing? You got that right. Drivers covered by Protect My Car will not have to pay for any covered repair bill ever again. Man, I really should have called and got my car covered before this huge repair bill hit. If you own a car, truck, or SUV made from 1999 or higher, call 800-598-6035 right now to see if your car qualifies. All repairs for your engine, transmission, and much more can become a thing of the past. Just call 800-598-6035 and get your car protected before your next repair bill hits. Call 800-598-6035 right now. Call now to find out how you pay nothing for auto repairs. Call 800-598-6035. That's 800-598-6035. Don't let pests haunt your home this winter. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. When bats and rodents move in, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team are ready to serve them an eviction notice. Get a free quote on your pest problem today with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to safely treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Join Alistair Begg, Laura Story, and Michael O'Brien on the Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise the summer of 2021. Hello, I'm Alistair Begg, and I'm excited to tell you that I'll be joining my friends at Salem Media Group in the summer of 2021 to host a cruise to Alaska, and I'm hoping that you can join me. Alaska, as you know, is filled with glaciers, rugged mountains, and wildlife, a land where God's design and majesty are constantly on display. If you've ever dreamed of exploring this amazing place, now's your opportunity, especially as we'll experience the wonders of Alaska in a community of other believers, and this from the comfort of our first-class ship. The week will be enhanced as my friends Laura Story and Michael O'Brien lead us in worship, and as together we look at God's Word for both challenge and inspiration. I look forward to seeing you there. Sign up now, 855-565-5519. Or log on to DeeperFaithCruise.com. 
We live in such a deeply narcissistic age. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, they are all self-referential, right? It's all us holding the mirror to ourselves, talking about self, 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 self. So our next guest, uh, Mark Jones, wrote a piece about Jesus and self-love, which really caught our attention. And uh, Mark is a senior minister of Faith Vancouver Presbyterian Church, author of Knowing Christ and the Prayers of Jesus, Listening to and Learning from Our Savior. Mark, welcome to the show. Happy that you're with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Mm-hmm. So, Mark, if uh, if you go into a group of people and you say, well, I want to talk about how important it is for you to love yourself. Um, if you're in, a, in front of a Christian audience, they're going to say, well, now wait, that seems weird. I, I thought I was supposed to love other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely the first reaction. So if someone says, okay, so what, Mark, are you saying if you say that I should love myself? How could I possibly do that well? Yeah, I think, you know, for me as a pastor and as a theologian, one of the things I like to do is, and and this is what uh, I think social media prevents us from doing a lot of times, is, is, you know, we want to get away from soundbite theology. So the first thing I always say is, what do we mean by self-love and what do we not mean? And, And then when you kind of make the necessary distinctions and clarifications, you can give a pretty compelling reason for why we need to love ourselves versus how we can also love ourselves in a, in a bad way as well as a good way. And then you, it's just a good conversation starter, that type of, um, uh, not question, but sort of statement. Okay, good. So then self-love not, is not necessarily going to Saks Fifth Avenue and spending $5,000 on a wardrobe, but you know, from the definition that uh, you have written at Desiring God, no one loved himself like Jesus. Self-love is important because self-love is you know, drinking a proper amount of water or you know, making sure our nutrition is good or our body's in shape. There are certain things we do just to make sure that we have to stay alive because, of course, we love ourselves and we love ourselves in God's world. Absolutely right. I mean, anytime someone enjoys a nap or goes to bed at night or um, even small things like, oh, I would like a new pillow because it helps me to rest. You know, that's a that's a form of self-love. You're taking care of yourself and um, and that we can extrapolate that to spiritual things, too. Um, You know, why do we want to hear a a good sermon or sing a, a hymn that we enjoy the tune to? All of these things some way relate to desire to to bless ourselves and god has not made us to want to hate ourselves and and deny ourselves every possible thing he's just given us guidelines for how we can do that in a way that glorifies him and and blesses you know our fellow neighbor as well as ourselves it's not a either or it's it's a both ends okay and if we would decide, yes, okay, I want to pursue a type of self-love that would be pleasing to God and would be helpful for me and for the world, what would it look like? That's great. I mean, I think the New Testament and Old Testament as, as well, but uh, gives us so many guidelines. So if you consider others more significant than yourself and you look to their interests and not your own, um, you know, let's say you you go and help someone and uh, or you bless someone by praying for them. It's amazing how as a Christian, those things also do give us some satisfaction. You know, we, we know it's by God's grace that we do these things. So there's no place for boasting. But, you know, when you when you say a kind word to someone or if you say a soft answer when someone's been mean to you or something, there's an amazing sense of peace and 
and all of those things in, in how we obey God. So even when we feel like we're giving up something or if we're relinquishing, we're actually still being blessed and receiving from God. And that may be peace of mind or conscience or just a general um, assurance that we are his children. I see. So then can you step forward a little closer and talk about Jesus and his self-love for himself? What does that look like? What did that look like? Well, for me, I mean, he, he was the ultimate example of self-love, and, and no one has ever loved themselves like Jesus did. And, and what do I mean by that? Well, I, firstly, um, I go to Ephesians 5, the whole idea of the, the, the husband-wife um, analogy, and he who loves, you know, his wife loves himself, and, and Jesus is the, the bridegroom, and we are the bride. And so as much as he loves us by laying down his life for us, uh, he receives glory from that. And so in his high priest prayer in John 17, you know, he says the, the time has come to the Father, glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you. And the way he's glorified is actually in his death and resurrection. So is that him loving us? Yes. Is that him mm-hmm. um, glorifying himself? Yes. You know, it's, it's, it's both. It's not one or the other. Mm-hmm. We're talking to, um, we're talking to Mark Jones. Mark Jones is the senior minister of Faith Vancouver Presbyterian Church and the author of two books, one, Knowing Christ, and the other is called The Prayers of Jesus, Listening to and Learning from Our Savior. Um, Mark, I was just looking at your article, and I appreciate how you kind of lay out the the different, the unhelpful ways that we love ourselves, which we can probably guess at, you know, John mentioned going to Saks Fifth Avenue and blowing a couple thousand dollars on ourselves or, you know, you know, uh, wanting to keep people away from us because we want to go watch Netflix or, you know, having, you know, an affair and being unfaithful to our spouse or being, you know, short and angry with our children. I mean, it could go on and on and on and on Um, the ways that we pursue our own self-love. But if we're supposed to look like Jesus in the way that he loved himself, that implies that we we recognize our order, our submission to him, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, Jesus said, you know, I do nothing uh, without my father. So, so yeah. that has to, I would think that would be a, you know, a foundational um, understanding were we to live this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when Jesus, when Jesus loved himself, uh, when you think about how, let's say he heals someone um, on the Sabbath or he, he goes into villages and cures diseases and he's loving others. Um, we have to, we have to remember that when he's seeing others rejoice and be glad, how can he not derive some joy from that himself? Like when you, uh, get someone a gift that you've put a lot of thought into and, and you give it to them and you see how happy they are, it, it can't help but rebound back to us in a sense of like that gives us some real delight. And so the more Jesus blesses us with his gifts, the more I, I feel he's um, re- enjoying the fruits of his blessing. And then we have to then look to that ourselves and how we treat others and and look for those types of blessings in our life rather than the, the perishing blessings of, uh, you know, whatever the world can offer. Right. I mean, this is interesting, Mark, because I, I think this is something that, at least for myself, we, we don't consider often, right, about uh, Jesus loving self first and then moving forward. I mean, the church in many ways... You know, we're we're complicit in this. In this, that we look at pastors or worship leaders, and you know, we lift them up as celebrities, and you know, we we lose our way in the world just like everybody else does, even though we are the church. Don't you think? Yeah, 
Yeah, and you know what? I think we see a lot of the abuses of self-love, and so as, at the church, we kind of want to do swing the pendulum, right? And instead of swinging the pendulum, what we should be doing is is correcting the the false self-love and replacing it with true self-love. Not saying as many I've seen on Twitter, Facebook say, "Oh yeah, you know, uh, the world says love yourself," but the, the Christian is is not to do that. And I go, "Hang on a minute, you know, I think that's one of our errors is that we try to oppose the world in the wrong way." We, we we show them a better way a lot of times, not just a contrary way. And that's, uh, for me, the Christian faith is a better way, not a not a, just a different way. Mm. And, okay. I, and I think you see that, right? I mean, people, Christians, non-Christians are quick to hold up someone like, you know, Mother Teresa as that example. Of course, because it's undeniable, you know, the self-sacrifice that she's given to, to the poor in India all those many decades. And so there is a, a great fragrance there for people to quickly recognize and want to follow um, it's just difficult to, you know, see that first in ourselves as believers of Jesus to surrender to that and then give that back to the world. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a great point. Mm. Well, I'll tell you, Mark, it's it's an interesting subject and one that I think probably is is really helpful to a lot of people. It certainly was to me, only because the idea of self-love is all over the place in secular culture. And so, you know, maybe the first Christian response is to kind of push it away and say, no, 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 but you've kind of given us a, a wider perspective of that. And so thanks for being on the show today. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. And, uh, you know, obviously if people wish they can always go and uh, read the article for themselves, which probably flushes this out a little more. And and uh, and then maybe they can apply it to their lives and, and who knows, maybe bless someone even today or tomorrow and, and see how it really does uh, end up being a personal blessing as well. That's very good. Pastor Mark Jones, his article, which he has referenced, No One Loved Himself Like Jesus. It's at uh, Desiring God. And Mark Jones, he's the author of The Prayers of Jesus, Listening to and Learning from Our Savior. We'll take a quick break, step away. Uh, Does this make sense? That's coming up shortly. FM and Trinity Jewelers celebrate wedding stories now through February 12th. We want to hear yours. Click the wedding stories banner at wordfm.com to share a funny, moving, or inspirational story of your own for a chance at great prizes. You could win dinner on us or one of our grand prizes, including a diamond necklace valued over $1,000, a $350 overnight stay at Buell Mansion, or a $250 photo storage and media conversion package. Sponsored in part by Weddings of Pittsburgh and Bistro to Go. Enter at wordfm.com slash contest. We are, of course, living through times of deep division and turmoil, which makes you think about your college student or soon-to-be college student. What do they anticipate walking into on campus? At Grove City College, the historical tradition is forming young minds as agents of peace in a Christ-like tradition. It's central to the core of who Grove City is as they take your sons and daughters and mold them into young, believing Christians. What does that look like? How does that work in a young person's life? Look, it's not an easy task. Uh, Look at all the pressures that there are in the culture around us. Look at the difficulties we have in our own lives and all the distractions of 
technology and concern for the future. And so when you think about people who are at the formative age, you know, between 18 and 22, making decisions, not just about what to study and to pursue career-wise, but who they are, you want to look for a place that's going to form character, that's going to not just be concerned about the ABCs, though those are very important, um, but how it is that a person grows and develops and matures as an individual that's able to take on and live through an era like this of both division and disease. To take a deep dive in what it is to be a citizen of Christ in these difficult times, look online at Grove City College. That's gcc.edu, Grove City College. It's that time of the year at the Springhouse in 84. It's dairy farm tour time. That's right. We actually invite classes of school children to our real working dairy farm. The children love feeding the calf, milking the cow, and even seeing where the cows sleep and smelling what they eat. Many children today have never even touched a baby calf, nor have they associated the wonderful cow as the source of the milk that they get from the grocery store. At the Springhouse in 84, we are so committed to teaching children about farming and helping them understand how much the city mouse and the country mouse truly need each other. Call 228-3339 or have your child's teacher set up a date for your child's classroom farm tour and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse in 84. Hey, everybody's got a wedding story, and we want to hear yours. This has been our ongoing uh, fun these last couple of weeks here. People have submitted their wedding stories. Some of them are really odd. Some of them are very funny, uh, always interesting. So uh, today we got a great story, and uh, Kath's going to talk about that in a little bit. But many thanks to Trinity Jewelers, our major sponsor, Joe, For- Joe Ford, your financial advisor with Edward Jones, Shelly Murray, Photo Rescue and Organization. She's a sponsor as well. And as we talk about your story on the air, everybody gets a $50 gift certificate from Roland Seafood down in the Strip, which I, every day we talk about this, I think, I need Me myself too. a lobster roll. I'd like to go down there. Out of Roland's in the Strip, yeah. No one's given us the gift certificates, John. Mm-hmm. No. So, Kath, mm-hmm. uh, today, Mary Mohan has a story that... Uh, has a lot of breakage in it. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. And it's not breakage of like a dress or, or a heart. piece of wood or a roof. Uh, sadly, it's her leg. Ouch. Uh, five weeks before Mary and Ed got married, apparently Mary fell and broke both bones in her right leg about two inches above her ankle. Doesn't that sound terrible? Mm, yeah. And it was not a clean break. And so she had to have a pl- <laughs> a plaster cast from her foot to her hip. Now, John, do you know anything about that? I've been there. Mm-hmm. I know that's you a have. big cast, and I that's know. you know that's. A, I mean, Mary's said she's been married uh, more than thirty-seven years, so that's right, an old style. That's what they used to do. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally immobilized. So a plaster cast from your ankle to your hip, that doesn't really scream out, you know, wedding beauty. Does no, it? it really doesn't, especially because she had to have it on for five straight months. So anyway, they didn't want to uh, put off the wedding, so they decided to go ahead with it. So um, she says this. She said that when she was walking down the aisle with her father-in-law, yeah. um, with every step, uh, she placed her crutch on his foot. <laughs> and he was just smiling. Yeah. 
Just saying, okay, we're doing the best we can. Anyway, mm-hmm. the other thing that I thought was great about it is that uh, she didn't know anything about Pittsburgh weddings. They had their, their wedding at the Holiday House, which Holiday sounds House. like a lot of fun. The crystal room there. They had a piano player and everything. Where she came from, she said wedding receptions were really simple. You went uh, down to like the Fellowship Hall and you had like mints and nuts and you watched the bride and groom cut the cake and that was it. So uh, she didn't realize until later that they were supposed to have a cookie table and there was no cookie table at her wedding. That's all right. Live and learn, right? You know. But there was a cast. Yeah, there was a cast, right? It's interesting that you have a morning wedding and then you book a venue and then you got to be out of there because the next wedding's coming in. Right. Anyway, Come on, this is a thing we're doing. Ed and Mary Mohan, congratulations, congratulations. on your 37 plus years in your wedding and uh, go enjoy yourself down to Roland's and have the lobster roll on us. Listen, you want to register? You want to be part of this? Uh, wordfm.com uh, forward slash wedding stories and uh, enter as well. Our grand prize winner one day next week. Be back. Take a break for the five o'clock hour. We're just getting underway here. It's the ride home with John and Kathy on Word FM. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, tune in, and on radio.com. In the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORD FM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The drive to vaccinate Americans against the coronavirus is gaining speed, and newly recorded cases have fallen to their lowest level in three months. But authorities are worrying that Super Bowl celebrations could fuel new outbreaks. More than 4 million more vaccinations were reported over the weekend, a significantly faster clip than in previous days. Evidence mounting that having COVID-19 may not protect a person from getting infected again with some of the new variants emerging around the world. Myanmar's military government has imposed a curfew and bans on gatherings of more than five people in the country's two biggest cities as protests against its coup show no sign of abating. Stocks pushed to more gains and record highs on Wall Street. The Dow gained 237 points today. The Nasdaq up 131. This is SRN News. PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. Mike Chappell here, serial entrepreneur. Doing payroll is no longer a headache for our customer, Jeff. I've used various payroll providers in the past, and none can hold a candle to Patriot Software. Their software is ridiculously easy to use. The support staff is knowledgeable and courteous. I am very excited that Patriot Software files my tax forms for me, not just providing the forms like other payroll companies do. As a business owner, managing payroll has been a long-time headache that I no longer struggle with thanks to Patriot Software. I definitely rate your company five out of five stars. Go to PatriotSoftware.com to get your payroll pricing for up to 100 employees. Use promo code RADIO and get two months of payroll processing free. That's PatriotSoftware.com. PatriotSoftware.com. Accounting and payroll. Keep your time and money. If you've fallen behind in your credit card payments during the shutdown, you're probably feeling some added pressures. And even a brief history of late payments can lead to a big drop in your credit score. But you don't have to solve these problems alone. Trinity Debt Management can help. We'll work with your creditors, put a stop to late fees and other penalties, and make a plan that helps you get caught up. 
We'll also consolidate your bills into one easy-to-manage monthly payment and negotiate much lower interest rates. Not only will you find immediate relief, you'll save thousands. And don't worry, it's not a loan. It's a smart way to get back on track. All you have to do is give Trinity a quick call, and we'll take care of the rest. Right now, no one really knows what the future will bring. But one thing is for sure. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Here's the number. Call one 1- 800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. The day you've been dreaming of all your life should be one you never forget. Bistro to Go Catering creates unique and dazzling wedding celebrations customized to your individual taste. Journey with Bistro Chef through exquisite sample menus incorporating only the freshest and most delicious ingredients. Your Bistro Wedding Consultant will seamlessly coordinate your vision with your budget to create your signature day. An enchanting celebration you and your guests will remember forever. Your journey begins at bistroandcompany.com. It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's headlines. To stay on top of breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith-based perspective on what it means, turn to ChristianHeadlines.com. Log on to ChristianHeadlines.com for the very latest news and then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. Occasional snow tonight into tomorrow, accumulating 1 to 3 inches. That'll make untreated roads and sidewalks slippery. We'll see a low tonight of 22. Then tomorrow afternoon, we'll have lingering clouds and flurries with a high of 30. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy. Watch for icy spots, low 15. Cloudy and cold Wednesday, high 26. With snow again later Wednesday into Thursday, expect few to several inches of accumulation. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Portions of the following program are pre-recorded. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. <laughs> Greetings to you. We're live and local. We're live and local here at... Uh... Seven Parkway Center, and in our spare rooms, because, you know, it's COVID, and that's just how we roll in here. All right, so uh, watching the Super Bowl last night, of course, you get those two distinct viewing pleasures. The game itself, for those right. of who love football, and, of course, during the Super Bowl, the millions of dollars spent on airing the commercials. Yes. Uh, talked about those commercials a little bit. We gave a, a number figure, one to ten where we judge the commercials. I, I think I said a seven. Did you say, did you say a 10? I said a, I said a seven and I'm, I've, I'm rethinking it. And I think I'd give it an eight and a half. I really oh, like an eight and a half. All right. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm moving it up. Okay. So what I did was every commercial that came on, I took a little, I made a little list of every mm-hmm. commercial that aired. Yeah, me too. And then I, you know, just sort of highlighted the ones that I thought were worthy of, I don't know, worthy what just to speak of. Um, first commercial out of the box that I really liked was the uh, uh, Logitech. The, uh, um, which one was that? The camera, um, you know, the uh, internet cameras. It was just beautiful. It was all these different images, mm. you know, people sitting at their computers working. And I think, well, that's us. That's, you know, we're, we're always on, you know, the, our computer cameras. So uh, I liked it right out of the box. 
but you don't have any recollection of that whatsoever. Don't even remember that one. It was buried in there. Okay. Mm -hmm. What about uh, Big Bird and uh, the DoorDash commercial? It was cute. Okay. Um, how about uh, Matthew McConaughey? The flat, flat Matthew. He was he uh, he arrived by fax. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I thought it was all right. Yeah. Same spot block, uh, GM uh, with the electric vehicle and Will Ferrell. Hilarious. And through the hilarious. Uh, that's my number two favorite of the evening. Oh, the really? fact that he ends up in Sweden is awesome. Right. It was so great. Yelling at people. He's, he's, right, mad, so, he's mad that his friends aren't in Norway. Meanwhile, so then you have a Sweden. list. You have like a top five list of your favorite I do. commercials. I do. You do. Okay. Well, then, then maybe that's the better way to go then. Oh, you think? Okay. Uh, me just going through the whole list of what I thought was worthy. All right. Maybe your top five and, I, and I'll sort of chime in and to see if uh, I follow along oh. with this or not. All right. Okay. Um, well, number five for me was Anheuser-Busch, let me buy you a beer. What was that? That was um that was just it was a bunch of people like it starts out with two people who've been eliminated from their jobs and they're taking their their um office belongings oh, out in their right. box and the one a, guy, yeah yeah and the, the woman says let me buy necessarily the beer it was about the you know the interaction exactly let mm -hmm. me buy you a beer and you know there a bunch of people are brainstorming about a job about a you know a task they have at work and this woman goes to leave and the guy says you know we'd really like appreciate yeah, your expertise in this come and sit down and it, I mean it was just I really. I don't know. The fact that we're so separated from each other, it was a really like convivial type of thing. I, yeah. I really liked it. That was, that was number good. five. Okay. All right. It beat the Clydesdales. Um, yeah. Well, it was better than the Clydesdales. Um, number four for me was Rocket Mortgage, which was don't be pretty sure. Listen, Tracy Morgan, <laughs> I loved him. That may be my number one spot. Is it that made right? made me laugh hard. Well, <laughs> just as far as comedy, I laughed out yes. loud involuntarily, right? Me too. Yeah. Don't very, be very funny. sure. I mean, that was very funny. Yeah, that I was very so funny. I like that a lot. Um, number three. Now, this is this might be a little bit of an outlier, but I just like the message of it. This is from Michelob. Uh, are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? Mm -hmm. I get that as well. I yeah. really like the idea that it's really mm -hmm. not all about winning. I know we're talking about the Super Bowl. I know we're talking about, you know, Tom Brady's the greatest of all time. But really, if you're going to be a successful person, you have to be happy in the process, not just happy if you win. Right. That's good. Yeah. I really liked it. I did too. Okay. That was number three. Uh, number two for me was the electric cars with Will Ferrell because mm -hmm. that just cracks Powerful, me right yeah. up. My number one favorite was a uh, Toyota's uh, commercial about the Paralympian. Oh, that was so beautiful. Who was adopted. It, it right. was, a, it's a beautiful story and it was beautifully told in right. 30 seconds. And I loved it. I, did, I loved it as well. Yeah. I heard people complaining about it online saying, oh, you're using an amputee to sell cars. That wasn't the point whatsoever. That was no, what, it was really what really a beautiful. horrible take on that commercial. Well, people, you know, I mean, you're following along. Okay, yeah, yeah, I agree. Good um, grief! I also okay. really liked this is honorable mention. Um, I liked the Springsteen commercial. The Springsteen commercial was really surprising on a lot of levels. Tell me why. Well, I mean, first of all, it featured the cross. Yep. I mean, the it's cross a chapel was prominent right in the middle in, of America. Yeah, the cross is prominent in several, you know, several images throughout that. I mean, I I, I had to love that a lot. Yeah. First of all, uh, second of all, I would say that Springsteen was doing a spot. I mean, how many times I'm sure he's been approached. He's never done a commercial before. Mm -hmm. And then to see him do this commercial and the message of the commercial, look. It was I mean, great. The middle's hard the middle, to find. Yeah, I mean, we certainly need the middle. I've talked about this. We need the middle. We've talked about that a hundred times. Right, more than ever. Um, however, it is kind of weird, you know, uh, to have Springsteen talking about it because Springsteen certainly isn't the middle. He's right? well, and been... he's from New Jersey, so that was kind of that I was mean, the... could... right. 
I mean, Springsteen's, a, a, you know, a big politically, lip. you go to his concerts, you're, you know, you're going to be preached to from a very liberal mindset. However, in the moment to see all that together, I thought it was well done as well. I really did. Yeah. I, I really it. did like it. Yeah. Um, I also, honorable mention, gave uh, the Miracle Grow spot with John Travolta and his daughter dancing. Oh, yeah. That was that was pretty good. I thought that was cute. Um, I would say um, um, honorable mention, just because it's straight out the weirdest thing I've ever seen, is the CEO from Oatly uh, singing in the middle of a field. Okay, what was that? What this is how we make this is like milk that's not from a cow. What? It's milk. It's not I mean, that, just the weirdness of it all. You had to love. I mean, it was so bizarre, right? That's very weird. I really did. Um, uh, how about the turbo tax? You know, the, the desks moving. You know, it was kind of like you know, fly, just desks everywhere, kind of like desks across America. I like that. I think I missed that. Okay. How about the uh, Jason Alexander hoodie? Uh, that was really funny. Is it clean? I think so. <laughs> and Jason Alexander's face and all the different, you know, incarnations of it as that well. That was yeah. really funny. You owe, you owe yeah. an apology to Jason Alexander. How about, okay, now there was a zillion celebrities. How about the Wayne's World spot? That wasn't very funny to me. I mean, you know, I, I gave it marks for, for trying. And it okay. was a throw. Because here's the thing. You're watching the Super Bowl with your kids and stuff like that comes on. You go, because Beavis and Butthead. Beavis and oh, Butthead right. make it, and you go, and now we, my wife and I, we burst out laughing because there's Beavis and Butthead. And so, okay, now let me tell you something. So we're having like a little, you know, commercial history lesson, you know, with right, the family right, right, in the right. middle of the spot. So that was good. Um, what about the T-Mobile ad with the three people from The Voice, Adam Levine, and that was horrible. Um, I, I didn't mind it. No, I didn't that love was it. Not good. That, what, I didn't the, love the, the it. blind date where Adam. He shows up. Uh, Blake Shelton shows up and like he's wearing spurs or something. I don't know. I didn't. I it was um, all right. Yeah. Uh, the Cadillac spot. Um, how about that? Uh, Cadillac spot. Yeah. The, don't remember. Uh, wait, was beautiful. that the, wait, was that, was the Cadillac one? The one where uh, Matthew McConaughey was flat? Or no, that was Doritos. Those were yeah, for no, the 3D Doritos. The, I don't know. The Cadillac spot, um, some kind of, it was edgy and the beautiful, I mean, self-driving Edward Scissorhands. Oh, that was weird. First I mean, of all, were, were those two people in the original movie? No. Okay, no, I never I, saw that. No, because that was Johnny Depp. No, saw right? Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, it was Johnny Depp. No. Uh. Um. How the, how about the Paramount Mountain thing? That wasn't what. See, now that just annoyed me. It annoyed me because it wasn't as much that the commercial was annoying. It's that we're going to end up with so many different channels. We're going to have cable all over again. Right. Okay. How about um, Pringles and the space capsule? That was all right. Yeah, because no, you like the poor guys are waiting to be rescued right. because all the people who are supposed to be rescuing them are stacking up their Pringles. Right. Yeah. Okay. What about Bass Pro Shops? Um, don't forget about the outdoors. I like that one. I don't remember that. It was like kids that were going fishing, people that were out on the dock diving in the water, people that were going through the snow. They were saying, oh, hey, right, don't right. forget about the outdoors. Okay. Like with how terrible everything is and how right. nobody can go anywhere, don't forget to go outside. How about the Cheetos spot where, you know, the woman, Cheetos. did you eat the Cheetos or something like that? Oh, I mean, that just, was Ashton Kutcher. And his my wife. wife said to me, are we supposed to know who these people are? Mila Kunis, <laughs> right? We, yeah, I didn't know. Who yeah, they were. I find them both annoying. I didn't know. Mike, do you find them annoying? No, I like them. Okay. I thought it was funny. Okay. Listen, I, th- okay, I think Michael. really, truly, one of the really funny spots was Alexa, where you know <laughs> right, she's that was a really excellent spot. 
I mean, really. Yeah. I mean, and the the jealous husband. Yeah. That was very right. funny. That was very, very well done. Okay. How about the weird Vince Lombardi spot? Oh my gosh. Did that freak you out? Yes, like, it what, did. What, do we need to be doing this? No. You bring somebody back from the dead, the guy still looks dead. I mean, that's lame. Vince Lombardi's family it. had to be complicit in that as well. I hated I mean, it. I hated it so much. Yeah, I hated it too. Um, really hated it. The thing I hated the most was what about the beer companies and their desperation to try to sell us hard seltzer? What is that? How all? many ads for hard seltzer were there? <laughs> Too many. Who's although, drinking? although was it hard seltzer? I liked the one where all the lemons were falling from the sky. No, 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 no. That was horrible. No, I liked it. Okay, look. Let me talk about this because okay, we're in broadcast. This is going to be good, Mike. He's really mad. No, Get no. ready. Because we we're in broadcasting, so there's something called an embedded spot where we're having this conversation, and then all of a sudden we slip into a cell. Right. Right. Yes. So the TurboTax thing. Did you see that before the before the Super Bowl started? Oh, that horrible one! That the yeah. one where Bill Cower is looking yes. at the little at the woman talking about. You know, I hated that. that so was that went so, on forever. That was that like was a, super know. cheese whiz and total cringy. So then the lemons are falling, right? That yeah. spot, and then yeah. they come back, and then there's a guy in the stands holding up a sign referencing the lemons. Oh, which I never was saw that. an additional embedded spot within the Super Bowl. Oh, so I didn't see that. So while the game's that. going on, while the actual game is going on, we're having to go back and listen to, oh, the lemon spot and be sold okay. again. Forget what I said, because that is annoying. Yeah, it was annoying to me. Okay, I take it back. I didn't right. like it. Anyway, look, I mean, no matter what you think, there's a lot of creativity going on. There's a lot things, of creativity. Right? I like them. Yeah, I do too. So I, I said, yeah, you're right. I, I said seven as well. When you go through the whole panoply of all the different commercials, there was some opportunity for surprise and laughter and some joy and some good insight as well. I don't know. Yeah, and, and looking at, oh, geez. Look, wait, wait, sorry. Sorry, my phone's making a lot of noise. Um, looking at the uh, Springsteen spot that we talked about a few minutes ago. Yeah. Just trying to kind of get out of your head the politics that Bruce Springsteen has, you know, parroted most of his adult life and the fact that he's from New Jersey. I did like the spot. All right. Let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we are going to talk in just a few minutes about transition and uh, trans athletes robbing women of scholarships and whatnot. This is a, um, a very deep incentive the Biden administration is involved in. We'll talk with Ray Hack in just a few minutes about that. Stick around. We are Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, Word FM. Back in a few minutes. It's bold, it's direct, it cuts across the grain of popular culture. It illuminates the mind and transforms the soul. Its meaning doesn't change. It applies to everyone, everywhere. Hi friend, this is John MacArthur encouraging you to find out what the Bible means by what it says. Join me for clear teaching from God's compelling word every Monday through Friday right here on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. 
Don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at BoozBugStoppers.com. When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to BambooHR.com slash HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com slash HR. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. RPTS now offers five flexible online courses to help you shepherd the Church of God. The Ruling Elders Program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching at elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams, just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors. Individual and group rates available. RPTS. Study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu. Your business is ready. Ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy, but there's help. The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. We are in a uh, very confusing, some would say very dangerous uh, moment in the United States that trans activists uh, have now overtaken sports, whether it's high school, collegiate, and perhaps someday professional sports. But uh, you think about the trans movement that has been building momentum for the last several years and where we are, uh, we've reached a heartbreaking stage where Trans um, men have now taken over women's sports, and that has caused a lot of repercussions as uh, far as scholarships and the ability for women to compete uh, squarely, evenly on an athletic uh, stage. We're here to talk to us about that is Ray Hack. Ray writes for World News Service, He's a, which is a division of World Magazine. Ray's also a lawyer, and he wrote a piece called Transition Game. Ray, welcome to the show. Happy to be here, John. Yeah. Happy to have you here, Ray. Okay. So day one of the Biden administration, this was clearly something that he thought was exceedingly important. Um, He signed an executive order um, that would transform how women's high school and college sports would look at at biological males who are transitioning into being uh, females. And that would, of course, allow them to participate in high school and collegiate sports. Now, apparently, um, Biden has intended this order just to be a stopgap until Congress passes the Equality Act, which would codify 
justify that sort of thing. Um, Ray, what, what, what are the implications of this type of executive action? Well, the implications are, first of all, that women will have to compete for, with men for spots on their own teams uh, for, and, and for scholarships uh, that were once reserved exclusively for them. So basically, uh, the, the game has changed in a very literal sense because women have to compete with men uh, uh, for you know, spots on women's teams. Uh, and on top of that, um, they may be re- uh, relegated to being benchwarmers in their own sports and uh, you know, runners-up in their own sports. We're already seeing that happen in places like Connecticut, uh, where two uh, transgender uh, sprinters have pretty much rewritten the girls' sprinting uh, record books in state track and field. So, right. I mean, I think there's a lot of different mindsets here, right? For some people might go, well, come on now. That's only going to happen in really rare instances. And other people would go, well, good. It's about time, right? Because um, trans athletes, they deserve the same chances everybody else does. So sorry, just get over it and let's move on. But the whole thing is just a muddled mess, isn't it? It is. Well, first of all, nobody is denying trans athletes the right to compete. They can still compete compete as members of the gender they were, in their work terms, assigned at birth. You know, uh, a man who claims to be a woman can still compete on a men's team. Uh, there's, no reason why he, there's no reason why he can't. Uh, but the problem is they want, they're demanding that they be allowed to compete in accordance with their gender identity. And in some cases, they don't even have to undergo transitioning. They don't have to undergo hormone blockers uh, or, um, you know, get testosterone reductions or anything like that. And, you know, and even if they do get those things, uh, you know, studies have shown, scientific studies, medical journals uh, have shown that basically they can rebuild uh, back to where they were before. So basically they have an unfair advantage in terms of uh, competition and, and in some cases because, you know, men are typically bigger, stronger, faster than their female counterparts. Uh, it could cre- create a safety issue in some places. I see. Yeah, so that- and it's just real, you know, the anyone who follows sports and loves sports knows that one of the responsibilities of whatever sports agency is governing that particular sport is to keep drugs out of it, right? Because we want to maintain as fair a playing field as possible. And we we look back at the you know the decade that had Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa in it in Major League Baseball, and we think, okay, well that was we just disregard those records because they were gotten fraudulently, right, through through drugs. So when you're looking at uh-huh. people who have had um, a sex change operation, it's going to include uh, drugs that are going to make you look different. Um, and act different, which is exactly what sports agencies have supposed to been have supposed to be trying to you know strain out all of this time. Right, and actually, if you look at the state of Texas uh, down there, a couple of years ago, there was an athlete named Mackenzie Bays. Uh, she goes by Mac for short. Uh, she's won back-to-back uh, state girls wrestling championships. Now, Mac, um, uh, Mac Bays, uh, she. She took hormones because she wanted to be a boy, and she actually wanted to compete against men. But because uh, Texas said, you know, uh, that they have a rule that prohibits uh, girls from competing as boys or vice versa, she had to compete against girls. And so, you know, she underwent the testosterone injections, had all this advantage, and just plowed through to the state title two years in a row. And so, okay. So let me just let me back up, make sure I understand this. So she was hoping to compete as a male. So she took mm-hmm. testosterone to make herself stronger and able to compete in that air, in that arena, but the state wouldn't let her. So she ended up being able to compete in her drug-induced state against other girls. 
That is correct. Mm. Wow. So, so then, Ray, what does this mean? Can you get any knowledge or insight into the Biden administration and why this is important for them, for Joe Biden to make this a thing within the first 100 days? Well, um, Joe Biden and the, and the Democrats are uh, very uh, closely aligned with the LGBT agenda. Uh, they obviously want to uh, make sure that that group is satisfied. They don't want to alienate them. And uh, basically, they believe just for whatever reason that uh, this is this is important, that, you know, basically they don't want to see uh, transgender uh, persons discriminated against in any way, uh, whether, you know, whether it's the ability to use the bathroom of their choice, use the locker room of their choice to shower around um, women um, or or men, you know, or people of the uh, opposite biological gender, you know, because that matches the gender that they feel they belong to, you know, and and Ray, sorry, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, there's not an iota of fairness in this at all. And I can imagine whether the female athletes themselves or their parents, you'd have to be outraged if you had raised your daughter to, you know, compete at a high level or even w- at whatever level. And all of a sudden, some guy comes in and knocks your daughter off the team. There's no fairness there. there you're absolutely right. And, and, you know, that's one of the reasons why states like, uh, I think I read today that 19 states are currently uh, considering uh, transgender athlete bills. I mean, the, the, these include Idaho, well, Actually, Idaho already passed one last year, but Montana is one of them. Montana is where a, a, a biologically male cross-country runner competed for the University of uh, Montana last year. Uh, one is New Hampshire. You know, basically, it's the home of the first NCAA um, uh, track champion who is transgender. Uh, he was a biological male who competed in the 400-meter women's hurdles at the Division II meet last year. Uh, Connecticut is considering such a bill. Uh, Texas is considering such a bill um, that, uh, you know, to, I mean, it was already uh, under the the rules of the uh, UIL, which is the governing body for high school sports down there, but now Texas is turning it into law. Uh, So basically, so there's a lot of states that are pushing back against uh, the Biden administration on this. No, but the weird thing is, right. So you think about college sports and the NCAA, National Collegiate Athletic Association. I mean, this is a national governing body of all people who compete in college sports. So then what does that mean for them? I mean, they, you know, if it's state by state by state, then how does the NCAA navigate through that? Well, the the NCAA has a requirement that anybody who wants to compete as a member of their chosen gender identity, they have to undergo transitioning uh, for one year. Now, they don't really put any sort of uh, limitation on, you know, the amount of testosterone a biological athlete who identifies as a woman has to have in his body. So, so that's problematic in and of itself right there. Um, but I think an even bigger issue is involves Title IX. Uh, now, if you go way the heck back to uh, 1972, which is almost 50 years ago, um, Title IX was passed specifically to give biological women who have faced their own struggles equal opportunities in education, and that includes in um, intercollegiate athletics. Uh, so basically, Title IX is, you know, if you're allowing biological men to take spots on teams that were re- that were set aside exclusively for women, um, basically you're undermining the complete purpose of why Title IX was created in the first place. Uh, but with regard to the NCAA, um, you know, the NCAA, you know, they don't want to uh, – 
you know, they've, the NCAA has been pretty in lockstep with the LGB agenda too. I mean, they've taken, uh, you know, back when North Carolina had the, um, had their own transgender bathroom bill, the NCAA started pulling several championship events out of North Carolina uh, to punish them for it. Uh, and, now, and also to say, you know, just as to be fair, you know, it's not everyone who's LGBTQ is shaking their head in agreement with this. I mean, one of the greatest women champions of all time in tennis, Martina Natravalova, I mean, she has come against out against this, you know, trans in sports, and she herself has been put upon by trans activists. Oh, yeah. That's that's absolutely correct. And uh, Billie Jean King is, is also, uh, I believe, or actually, I think you just said her. I apologize. No, I said Martina. No, she, oh, said Martina. Martina. No, Billie Jean King has as well. Uh, yeah, I, I apologize. Uh, but uh, yeah, Billie Jean King, King has expressed some uh, concern about it as well, because I think uh, I think a lot of people, um, you know, they, re- you know, sports writers, coaches, athletes, uh, whoever else, they recognize the inherent unfairness in all of this. And unfortunately, a lot of them are absolutely scared to, scared to speak up. They don't want to be labeled a bigot. They don't want to be labeled, you know, so basically, you know, they've got to be very careful about what they say. Uh, lest, you know, it come back to haunt them uh, at a future date, you know, because, uh, you know, we live in the we live in the cycle of cancel culture where, you know, that could get that could just heaven forbid, you know, somebody come out and say something and maybe deny a scholarship or have a scholarship revoked or whatever for right. then, speaking their mind. And then you're the bigot, you're the hater. And of course, you know, you're the one who's out of step with the uh, the norms of good society all of a sudden, which is just absolutely ridiculous. Well, it's difficult when you've got competing uh, needs, and that's what the, that's what this is about, right? Is that you have one lobby group that has a need, right. um, and then you've got a competing lobby group that has a need, and it's just going to be up to society to figure out, you know, which need they think is greater. Um, it's a very complicated issue, and you know, I think that we could do with a lot more conversation about uh, trans-related issues. But when it comes to athletics, you know, I just, I, I absolutely, as a woman, I just draw the line. Mm-hmm. Anyway, really appreciate Ray, you being with yeah, us Ray, and helping us to figure that out. Happy to do it. Yeah, or maybe not figure it out. Maybe just kind of help us along the path to getting to a place where we might figure it out. Ray Hack writes for World News Service, a division of World Magazine. Thanks, Ray. You're welcome. Talk to you soon. What if I told you you could save a baby's life for just $28? What's true? Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother who is abortion-minded the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. And a $15,000 gift will provide an ultrasound machine that will save lives for years to come. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a phone call or click away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or give online, preborn.org slash radio. If you owe $27 trillion and you didn't have the money to pay it off, what would you need to do? Well, you need to make a lot more money, right? 
Well, now America's debt is more than $27 trillion, and right now taxes are at historically low levels. It doesn't take a genius to realize taxes will probably go up. Now think about your retirement accounts. Do you want to pay taxes on some of that money now when rates are lower or later when rates are much higher? Now, whether you should pay taxes now or in retirement depends on a lot of things. That's why Kirk Kenotic and Accurate Solutions Group has a free guide called You and Your Taxes to help you determine what's best for you. To get your copy of You and Your Taxes, call or text TAX to 412-515-3555. That's TAX to 412-515-3555. When taxes go up, will you be ready? Get this free guide from Kirk Kenotic and Accurate Solutions Group now. Call or text TAX to 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Our firm may not give tax advice. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership, but not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. In our club, you save as much as half. That's right, 50% on gift certificates and items from local restaurants, health services, and much more. Discount deals just in time for birthdays, special occasions, or just because. And all from the comfort of your own computer or smartphone. Great deals and awesome savings. Log on now to wordfm.com, keyword shopping. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents... Okay, class, let's bump it up to nine. Come on, Limu, keep peddling. We got to build our endurance to let more people know that Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Pick up the pace, bird legs. Hey, don't talk to Limu like that. I'm not, I'm talking to you. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Get a customized quote at LibertyMutual.com. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart. Tune in and on Radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Occasional snow tonight into tomorrow, accumulating 1 to 3 inches. That'll make untreated roads and sidewalks slippery. We'll see a low tonight of 22. Then tomorrow afternoon, we'll have lingering clouds and flurries with a high of 30. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy. Watch for icy spots, low 15. Cloudy and cold Wednesday, high 26, with snow again later Wednesday into Thursday. Expect few to several inches of accumulation. With your Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? Women as NFL officials. The first woman uh, officiated an NFL or a Super Bowl game last evening. And my question for you, does it make sense? Why don't you bring this up? Because I'm watching the game mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I see one of the refs with a blonde ponytail. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? Ed Hockley looks different. Yeah. You know, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I say it makes a lot of sense. Bring it on. I mean, you know, what, what, women can't do the same job on the field as men do as far as refs and coaching? Ah, come on. I think it makes a lot of sense. I do, too. Good stuff. I think Very it's a good. great idea. Okay. Good grief. Look at, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're memorizing and applying a lot of difficult rules and that require judgment. I mean, yeah. men and women can do that equally well. I'd say so. Plus, you saw the honey badger trying to give her a hard time last night. She just gave it right back. No, gave it back. Just back. I loved her. Anybody who's got a, you know, a mom who you know can lay down the law, you know that that works on the field mm-hmm. as well. Exactly. Right. Okay. Does this make sense? Okay. Uh, we were giving, we've got all these nieces and nephews, and so I'm looking for you know for books to give away, and I saw mm-hmm. this. This is from Google Books. 
This work has been selected by scholars as being culturally important and is part of the knowledge base of civilization as we know it. <laughs> so I thought, well, if this is the part of you know civilization as we know it. So I went ahead and ordered um, the Brothers Grimm book of fairy tales, oh, which include what? Hansel and Gretel, Rapunzel, uh-huh. Cinderella, Little Red yeah. Riding Hood, Rumpelstiltskin. Mm-hmm. I got a phone call from a family member who was uh-huh. a little upset with the present. Yep. I mean, look, I'm, I get it. They are really, you know, out of step with modern mores, whatever that might be. But uh, they're just super violent. Beautiful illustrations, and they would. I mean, look, you remember the first time you hear that, you kind of go, "That's kind of scary. That's kind of weird." The Brothers Grimm's in today's day and age, do they make sense to you? No, absolutely what? not. They don't. No, I mean, no. I would say they it's, make sense. It's crazy. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on where they're like holding, you know, young kids like feet in the fire. The work has been selected by scholars as being culturally important and as part of the knowledge it, base of civilization. All right. Here's as the thing. We know it. Here's the thing. It does not make sense to read that to your five-year-old. However, as an adult looking at like, literally speaking, how fables developed how fairy tales developed especially i was just in germany recently i went to where the brothers Grimm are from it was awesome yeah. but it's kind of scary for a five-year-old yeah well you and i were read that or we were told that story no, that okay. i was never heard that never read that story come on ever brothers Grimm makes sense 101.5 word everywhere you go anywhere you go word fm goes with you that's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio we're now everywhere you are and you carry us around in your pocket we're ubiquitous there's an app for that right on tune in on iheart on our own app on wordfm.com the iphone the iphone the iphone the iphone on your ipad iphone and android we're always with you because we're inside your pocket whatever you do don't lose us 101.5 w O-R-D. Let's call it the couch cushion dash. This is the moment when you need a tip for the pizza man, a few bucks for your kid's lunch, or you can't say no to the sweet eight-year-old and her thin mints. But you've got no cash and no other options but to tear apart the house, searching for hidden money. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And it's funny how we can usually find a way to scrounge together a few bucks hidden around our house. Shame on you if it's from your kid's piggy banks. For many Word FM listeners, though, there's enough money sitting inside your home to buy a swimming pool full of Thin Mints. Home values have gone up across the country the last few years, leaving many of us with a good chunk of equity tucked inside our homes that we could cash out to use for life. If you'd like us to help, we are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money you'd have to pay before closing. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Hi, this is Tanya Edinger with Events and Weddings of Pittsburgh. I am the Pittsburgh wedding planner and your luxury event concierge. Are you stressing out about planning your next event or wedding currently? Well, you deserve a planned luxury experience. And I believe in supporting my audience. Sign up for my exclusive newsletter where you'll receive contests, giveaways, promotions, also including my secret top shelf event that's exclusive to newsletter members only. Get your luxury event experience, relax, and leave the stress behind. How do you reach me? Tanya at WeddingsofPittsburgh.com, 724-968-7135. And my website is WeddingsofPittsburgh.com. 
724-968-7135 at weddingsofpittsburgh.com. Let's make magic. Gary is refinancing his home, so he shopped around for the lowest rate and found it at amerisave.com, setting him up for a lifetime of savings. It's one decision he'll never regret, unlike taking that gig in the testing lab at the deodorant company. Raise your arm, please. Oh, man, I hate this job. Pretty regrettable, Gary. Unlike finding that low mortgage rate at amerisave.com that's got you on your way to a lifetime of savings. Amerisave's rates won't be this low forever, so go to amerisave.com now. Lower mortgage rates mean higher savings. Call 866-514-SAVE or visit amerisave.com slash licensing for cost information, terms, and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all states except New York. NMLS number 1168. Now, ever since about the beginning of when COVID-19 hit Western Pennsylvania... Our friend, Dr. Rick Zimmerman, has been so kind in donating his time to the ride home. And he's answered countless questions and taken a lot of complaints and kind of bad attitudes about, you know, masking and vaccines and everything else. And he's handled it with a plum. Yes. And uh, I, that's a high compliment, especially with how divisive and difficult people are in these times. So he's back with us today, Dr. Rick Zimmerman, COVID-19 researcher collaborating with the Centers for Disease Control. He clinically tests and treats coronavirus patients here in Western Pennsylvania and has a decade plus experience as an infectious disease epidemiologist. Dr. Rick, welcome back. Well, it's good to be with you and your words are just too kind, Kathy. Thank you. Well, they are true, Rick, for sure. So Rick, talk to us about uh, where we are locally uh, infection wise uh, in Western Pennsylvania. We are seeing real improvement. Uh, numbers are going down in, of cases in the hospital. Numbers are going down of total cases. Percent positive is going down. Everything is headed in the right direction. Very good. All right. So um, talk about the vaccine itself. Um, I, I read uh, a day or so ago, nationally, about 6% of people have been vaccinated. About 2% have received the second vaccination. Um, have you yourself received the vaccination? Uh, yes, I've received both doses. And my family is getting vaccinated. Uh, I did get a sore arm out of it. And it's more like when I got the shingle shot, the Shingrix vaccine. Uh, It's a clear sore arm, but I didn't have any other serious complications. We do know that lots of people get sore arms from this. And with the second dose of the Moderna and Pfizer, we will see a number of people who are achy, headache, kind of fatigued, that kind of blah feeling for a a couple of days is going to be common after the second dose with either of the current two vaccines. All right. right. So, Rick, as we talk about vaccines, of course, uh, we will receive um, uh, some pushback from people talking about, well, you shouldn't you should be talking about people who don't get the vaccine because the vaccine is a hoax. I mean, here we are a year into this as an epidemiologist. Can you talk about that and uh, help people along this journey? Sure. I've been vaccinated. My family is being in the process of being vaccinated. My uh, one daughter has had her second dose. So we are walking that. The idea of the quote, the natural idea, the body does make antibodies. And what we're doing with the vaccine is giving it a taste ahead of time of the virus that would be uh, exposed to. And we're doing it in a potent way so that there is a chance for the body to create its own antibodies to fight the virus. And that's just uh, good science and it's good prevention. There's no magic in it. It is giving, it's really some neat technology where we're giving a piece of the 
code of how to make a protein, just as you would have a piece of code of how to make a cake, um, you know, put this in first and then that. We give that code um, to the, our cells, and then it makes um, the antigen, the spike protein from the coronavirus, and then the body goes and attacks it, and we've created that um, and really beat the virus to its punch. Fabulous. Dr. Rick Zimmerman with us, COVID-19 researcher, collaborating with the Centers for Disease Control. Um, Rick, do you have any estimate on how many people in Allegheny County or even nationwide have actually had COVID-19? That's a great question. Uh, I don't know that we know the answers. Uh, Back in October, it was only about 5%. I think we're up probably 20-ish, but it's really hard for me to know. We're trying to get the serosurvey data. I have not seen recent uh, serosurveys to show us what the infection percentage. One of the things that has happened that makes me a little cautious is that the the variant uh, called B117 that's known to most people as the UK variant is more contagious than the variants that we had previously. And those variants have appeared now in Pennsylvania. Uh, The other variants that you're hearing in the news have not appeared in Pennsylvania, but we do have the B117, the UK variant. Okay. So, Rick, um, like most people, uh, Kath, Mike, and myself, we're, you know, we're not of the age or we are not medically compromised in any way. So, you know, we're just waiting. Um, uh, any idea, you know, um, would it be late summer, early fall, that you, the majority of people who want a vaccine can get a vaccine? And then, uh, I guess, part two of that question, that would be a strange in-between time. And what would that look like, you know, between now and then? It is going to be a strange in-between time. I do think um, certainly by midsummer, those who want a dose of vaccine will have it. The Johnson and Johnson vaccine is going before the FDA later this month. I think it's the 25th or 26th. And then after that, it'll go to CDC. So I think in March, we may see an approval. We'll see what the what happens with those advisory committee meetings. But the vaccines will then have a third if that one enters. And they are using, uh, uh, President Biden is authorizing, as I understand it, the De- Defense Protection Act to be able to ramp up more of the Pfizer vaccine. So I think we're going to see increasing supplies. You asked about the in-between. I think it's going to be challenging uh, because what do you do? Um, What do you do with your church when some people are vaccinated, some are not? Some are hesitant of uh, gathering together, some are not. There is going to be a very, at times, awkward uh, in-between period. I also think we're in this for the long haul. I think COVID will become like flu. We're going to have it, I think, every year. Um, and we will end up, I think, with perhaps a multivalent COVID vaccine, like we have a multivalent flu vaccine that you'll have to get every year or every two years. Okay. 
Dr. Rick Zimmerman with us answering our questions about COVID-19, particularly here in Western Pennsylvania. Um, Rick, you know, there are, according to the to uh, the Post-Gazette today, there are hundreds of thousands of Pennsylvanians who are dying to get their hands on that vaccine. Um, I know you're not a politician and you're not in charge of this sort of thing. Um, and you said there's going to be, you know, a weird in between time. Um, for people who are listening to this, who are like, please tell me how I can get the vaccine. Do you have any direction for them? Do you have any, you know, inside scoop on a way that they could obtain it? I think being, first of all, do what you can on the state website. We tried that for a while, and it's very frustrating. We found it frustrating. Uh, Use whatever connections you have with the medical system. And if you're in the position to be able to drive, you may have to drive to a, a nearby small town or um, city to get it if you're not, you know, the, one of the first. Some physicians are beginning to take lists of people who have a high-risk condition and um, are a member of that practice so that they can, uh, when they get vaccine, then begin to vaccinate those persons. Not all physicians are doing that, but some are. I see. So, Rick, uh, you know, as, as part of this uh long drawn out process that we're in, you know, the, the loneliness epidemic has been really sort of key for a lot of people, you know, yeah. people being isolated. So let's presuppose that people that we know, like uh, maybe grandma and grandpa finally get the vaccine and they're good to go. They got both doses. So then does that mean family members can gather and grandma and grandpa would be safe? I think we have to play this bit by bit. If the answer today, um, for me, I've had both doses. I'm a week plus past it. I impose no risk to my mom who's in that, uh, you know, 80 plus age group. So I would be comfortable being around her with no mask um, and being able to be more free before I wouldn't do that. However, we have these new variants coming. And as they come in, we're going to have to have some care of learning what uh, variants the vaccine protects against and how careful we have to be. And so it may be that it is uh, a mixed where, yes, we get vaccinated, but um, we are careful. We use uh, HEPA filters, perhaps, if you can get one for your home. We do those things that make a lot of sense to reduce infection. Because, again, I think this is going to be a long-term set of infections. Nobody wanted me to say that, but I think that's what's going to happen. Okay. Um, Rick, only a couple minutes left. Any information yet about how much immunity uh, having COVID confers upon you as far as length of time? It's been expanded from thinking three months to now three to six months. So we're thinking that disease is protecting a little longer. However, it appears that you may not be protected against a variant that you didn't have, such that, if, really? uh, yes, the protection may not be. Uh, the actual the antibody responses to vaccine often exceed the antibody responses from infection. And so as the variants occur, um, you may not be protected against a variant. So that's one of the big questions is what's going to cross protection from disease for variants and what's the cross protection from vaccines from variants. And that's okay. the big research questions. 
Okay. So for, so for people who've had the virus, um, if they're in uh, over a certain age and they're in a medically fragile state, they should still get the vaccine, Rick? Absolutely. Now, they can wait three months from their infection, and they should wait at least two weeks from infection. But uh, yes, they can get it, and there's no reason not to. I would. If I'd had the infection, I would still get the vaccine. Okay. Last question. Uh, as a brother in Christ and uh, following all along this process you, that you've been on as an epidemiologist, what does this do to your faith? What do you think mm-hmm. about? I mean, um, uh, how do you process this? Yeah, good question. Um. I think we see in Job that disease isn't um, outside of the control of God. It may be caused by Satan. It may be caused by things we don't understand. But it is not outside the sovereignty of God. So actually, I've been more this year as a year I plan to do some study in the Westminster Confession and the sovereignty of God is part of that. Um, And, you know, this is, I think, a challenge to us as Christians. How will we integrate our faith with the realities of the suffering around us, with the realities of the science? Mm -hmm. Uh, These are great areas for growth. I think I have a lot to learn about the sovereignty of God, um, and that's an area I'm going to be studying this year. Well, Rick, we can't tell you how much we appreciate you again. You know, all the words I said at the beginning are true, and we could say a lot more. Dr. Rick Zimmerman, uh, COVID-19 researcher, correct, collaborating with the Centers for Disease Control. Thank you, Rick. Uh, you're welcome. Some home repairs simply can't wait for spring, especially a leaky roof or drafty old windows. You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, windows, gutters and downspouts, siding, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Don't put it off. Right now, Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Get new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office. Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, or composite. To show their appreciation to word listeners, you'll also get 10% off your total project when you mention this station. Get 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and 10% off, backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy, but there's help. The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Welcome back to Customize and Save with Liberty Mutual Insurance Company, the game show where you only pay for what you need. And we're out of time. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Don't let pests haunt your home this winter. Get the help you need at BoozBugStoppers.com. When bats and rodents move in, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team are ready to serve them an eviction notice. Get a free quote on your pest problem today with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to safely treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozBugStoppers.com. 
This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secklerlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. Every couple has a great story. How you met, how you married, how you made it through. We want to hear yours. Word FM and Trinity Jewelers celebrate wedding stories now through February 12th. Just go to wordfm.com and click the wedding stories banner to share a funny, moving, or inspirational story of your own. John and Kathy will share the best on air from 4 to 6 p.m. You can win dinner on us, an overnight stay, or the grand prize will reveal very soon. Wedding stories presented by Word FM and Trinity Jewelers. Enter now at wordfm.com slash contests. Each one of us aimed high snack-wise for the Super Bowl. We had a lot of lofty goals, and I'm wondering what you guys actually landed on. What was reality for you for the Super Bowl? Uh, John, I'll start with you. Yeah, we did uh, two different kinds of wings, which were fabulous. Homemade, Some kind of like, or you uh, ordered out? Oh, no, no. We brought, yeah, we made these ourselves. Okay. <laughs> we. <I'm> the, <laughs> yeah. My wife, actually, my son, my uh, my youngest boy, he stepped up. Great. We also had some sort of healthy sloth thing, which made me feel good. I was eating green there for a while, okay. and I had some kind of cheese dip along with some jelly bellies and Heath bars. It's a disgusting combination. Uh, Mike. Uh, we had no- a massive nacho tray with uh, peppers, uh, nice. bean dip, meat. Oh. It was huge. It was massive. And then we had uh, uh, Rice Krispie Treats right after that. Oh, I go, love go. that. I you made can't... fish sandwiches. I made cod. Oh, fish sandwiches? Yeah. yeah, it was delicious. But don't you worry because I had pretzels and French onion dip. Outstanding. Mm. Fabulous. I mean, there's no other day like uh, Super Bowl Sunday makes it work really well. With John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.